Good morning, beautiful people. I'm Jamie Filer, personal trainer and self-development coach. Welcome to your Monday morning mindset shift, where I'm going to teach you how to take what you're thinking and make it better. The glass is always half full, my friends. Today's shift is this. Steps to reframing everything, your mind, your habits, your behavior. Okay. So the idea behind this whole talk and I've spoken about it before. Neuro-linguistic programming, aka NLP in general, is that everyone has good intentions, okay? Behind every action is actually a good heart, right? Behind everything we do or anything everyone does, everyone believes they're in the right, okay? Now, that being said, when we are young, We try out different behaviors. We test a lot of the waters. And if you don't remember yourself doing this, perhaps uh, if you have younger children, nieces, nephews, even just, just watching kids in general, you can see this. And what we do as adults is we've kept the ones that work. You'll start to see it as we go through the talk. Now, so again, behind every behavior, I want you to go into this talk with it. Behind every behavior is a positive intention, like I said. Motive drives behavior. Our brains, even if it's unconscious, always know what they're doing. There is always a purpose to our behavior. So again, I want you to go into this keeping an open mind. I'm going to be asking you to talk to yourself and your body out loud. Not right now, but in general. So we've got the NLP six-step reframe procedure. There is a process, right? Just like counting macros, maybe it begins with planning your grocery list. And then the next one is, all right, now we're making up meals. And then we're putting the meals in my fitness pal. And then we're actually making the meals and subsequently sticking to the meals, right? So the six steps are identify the behavior that you want to change. And I don't want you to pick a dozen, right? I could pick myself apart and choose six habits that are not serving me. I will 100% get overwhelmed and end up changing none. We're going to pick one. Then you're going to communicate with the part that's holding the behavior, right? If it's, let's say, self-sabotage, right, in terms of your food, that's an easy one. Maybe your hands are what's holding the behavior, right? Because your hands are the thing that reaches for the whatever it is. If it's jealousy, right? Perhaps that's your heart, right? So we're going to communicate with the part. We're going to identify the part's intention. What do we actually want to get out of that self-sabotage? What will the sleeve of Oreos do for us? What's the motive? Uh, When we're jealous, okay? What are we jealous? What is the intention? Is the intention really at the end of the day just to make more money. That's what we want out of that jealousy. Is it to have a better body? What are we jealous of? Think about the alternatives. Okay. Instead of feeling jealous or instead of reaching for the Oreos, what else could I do? I could do origami. I could go for a walk. I could journal about said feelings and then choose the alternate behavior. Okay. I don't have any origami paper in front of me. That's unfortunate, but I could totally go for a walk right now. So we make the one choice. And then, of course, check for any conflicts. Now, this could be environmental. It's Florida. At any given time, I could walk out of my house and hit a tropical storm. Maybe that's a conflict. Uh, Maybe 
if I'm jealous of how much money someone makes, but I choose an alternative behavior, but that behavior would take me away from Katie 12 hours a day because I'm working, let's say eight hours with you guys and then four hours driving Uber, that's a conflict. Okay, back to the drawing board, go back to number four, pick a different number five, then go back to number six. All right, so we're going to go over each one of these in depth. How to stop a behavior or response that isn't serving you. Number one, identify the pattern. Identify first and foremost, right? I don't care whether you guys are starting your fitness journey. I don't care whether you're setting a goal. I don't care whether you want to stop the behavior. What do I always say? Self-awareness is always step number one. So we're going to identify the pattern of behavior or the troubling thought or the limiting belief or the source of anxiety that needs to be changed. You're going to pick the thing that you would rather not be doing or feeling, right? So you say to yourself, I want to stop X behavior, thought, pattern, but I can't. I want to do Y, but something is holding me back. So that's the first thing. Identify. Second one, establish communication. Again, we're going to establish communication with the part responsible for the pattern, behavior, or thought. You literally say out loud. Remember that the brain responds to the sound of our own voice. When I tell you to do your affirmations, we're doing them out loud. So you literally say out loud, will the part of me that leads to this behavior communicate with me, please? We're summoning it. We're like Ouija boarding the sabotaging behavior or thoughts. Okay. You have to bring it to the surface, pay attention to everything, right? You're going to get, uh, that feedback. You're going to get feedback from feelings, images, smells, sounds. Okay. What happens when you ask this question out loud, what rises to the top, your body will give you a sign. So you want to establish the source of the signal. You want to increase the clarity Think of old school radio dials, right? You like just turned it too much and it was static. You turned it this way and now it was a mix of two different channels, but then just a little bit more to the left, the utmost clarity. That's what you want to do, right? If you don't know whether it's your heart or your head, turn, right? Turn the dial a little bit, increase the volume, increase the intensity, right? Get a good idea of what is communicating back to you. NLP is all about seeing your life as a movie. But it's a movie that you are the director, the producer, the writer, the editor, and the star of. So if something is happening in your life, you can turn down the contrast. You can skip ahead to the next part. You can slow it down and then cut a section out and then keep it going again. It's all up to you. So establishing communication is doing just that. It's slowing your life down to figure out the source. Then we want to separate the behavior from the positive intent. Okay, we want to separate the behavior or the pattern from the positive intent of the part responsible for X, right? We have to ask ourselves, what do you want? What positive thing are you trying to do for me, right? When Jewel is, is, you know, wanting to eat more because the sun is going down faster, we have to say, wait, body, what are you trying to get out of this food? And like we said, there's a good chance that it's just more serotonin, right? So you have to, again, communicate with your body. 
Would you be willing to let me know what you're trying to do for me with this pattern? If you get FOMO every time you see your friends doing something fun, cool, travel on social media, what is it your body or your mind or your heart or your hands are trying to tell you with that FOMO? So when you get the answer, which you inevitably will, if you turn the volume and the clarity high enough, you say, okay, is this acceptable, right? Do I want to have this feeling but perform it in a positive way. Of course you do. Everyone wants to increase their serotonin, right? That's why we're alive to experience joy and happiness. We just got to find a more productive way than Oreo sleeves to do it. So we say back to our body, would you be interested in trying something else? May I go for a walk instead of eating the Oreos? Would that be okay with you? right? Can I move about my house? May I invest in a Peloton to still get movement? Can I buy a puppy to get the serotonin, right? So again, we want to recognize the difference between the part's intention and the way it is going about getting it. Very different. So we go back to creating new behaviors. Now we have to go back to the brain. Either way, regardless of what body part is talking to you, we have to go to our brain. It's our creative center. It'll help us perform and come up with a new positive function. Make yourself accessible to experiences of creativity, right? I don't know about you, but I never would have thought that origami is a good, right? I totally forgot about it. I'd even, right? I didn't even remember that was a thing. But now that I'm thinking about it, I have clients who do paint by numbers, because it is so mindless. I have clients who do crossword puzzles. I have clients who do word searches because it's like the easier version of a crossword puzzle, right? Boom. Now I'm so creative with new behaviors that I could do, right? Maybe you hadn't even thought of getting a puppy. You should definitely always be thinking of getting a puppy. Okay. But again, uh, what we want to do is create new behaviors and of course, reward ourselves every time we select a new one. Why? Because as you guys know, positive reinforcement is everything. We want a reward center in our brain to light up whenever we make the good choice, right? What we don't want to do is pick something because we were bullied into it, right? I should do this. Jamie expects me to do this. No, that's not how this works. Cause that's me shoving you into a corner because you think that's right. I, I don't care what you do to get to the end result, as long as it is something that supports you and your overarching goal, right? So as a function of this, you understand how important willing commitment is, right? I didn't force any of you to sign up with me. That was willing commitment. And now that you've committed, you're doing what needs to be done to take care of yourselves. So you want to do that same thing. You want that same feeling of autonomy to go into creating and subsequently choosing new behaviors. Take responsibility in order to move forward. Question the part, right? Are you ready to take the responsibility for these new alternatives, right? Because again, I can, I can give you macros, and supplements and cardio and workouts and steps all at the same time. But what if that's too much, right? It might be okay for now, right? You might actually be able to take on all of it right now, but what about in two weeks when things get crazy, right? We have to check back in with the body. Body, is it okay to still do all of these five things at the same time, right? 
We want to make sure that you're taking responsibility with what you are and are not able to commit to because habits are only habits because they stick. Otherwise, they'd be like fads or trends, I guess, rather than the actual thing, right? So we want to make sure that whatever it is we we do now, we can keep doing. Otherwise, we have to switch to new ones, right? I always say, I will never ask you to do for a day something I wouldn't have you do for a year because it's not sustainable. It's not going to be fun. It's not going to be enjoyable. You have to do the same thing when you make your choice as to a new alternative pattern or behavior. And then, of course, check in with the other parts of your body, but also just check in for conflicts in general. Does do any of my my parts have anything against the three new al- the, the three new alternatives I've come up with? Right. When we change behaviors, we affect other people in our lives. We know this, right? Again, if you have a significant other and you decided to embark on the journey of tracking your macros and every single meal, you're pulling out my fitness pound. They're like, oh my God, do you have to do that even when we're out to eat? Eep, bit of a conflict there, all right? So either we say, okay, cool. I won't track it all. Probably not a solution. Or we say, you know what? I'm going out for a meal with my friends or my significant other, or even I am treating myself to dinner solo. I'm not going to track it. I'm going to eat responsibly like an adult, but I'm not going to track it. Okay. And then you check in with the other parts. Hey, brain, will this set your anxiety off if I choose not to track this meal? No, you're good with it. Great. Perfect. No conflict. And of course, if there is a conflict, we go back, we find other alternatives. We choose a new one. We see if there's a conflict with that new one. And that's your Monday morning mindset shift. I appreciate you listening. If you loved what you heard, subscribe, like, share, and tag me in stories about this podcast. I'll share back. Until next time, the glass is always half full, my friends.